0: How is everybody doing? And welcome back for another Strength Chat episode. Today, I have got a very special guest for you all. Today, I'm joined by the owner of Untamed Strength. He's competing in powerlifting and strongman. I think he's competing in weightlifting as well, actually. Um, today, I'm joined by the one and only Alan Thrall. How are
1: you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk. Uh, I, I enjoy doing these when I, when I can. So I'm ah, glad nice. figured yeah. out a date.
0: Yeah. Well, well, thanks a lot for taking the time to uh, to jump on. Um, how are you? What's been happening in your
1: world recently? I'm doing well. Uh, the gym is is going great. Um, I think the the next move, big move for the gym would be to get my own location. Right now I'm leasing in the gym. So uh, as far as goals, I'd like to buy my own location. Um, but the gym is going well. Uh, um, outside of that, I've got my daughter who's a little over a year old, my son who's four years old. Uh, so just busy at home being a dad and uh, and running the gym, and I've uh, picked up more personal training clients recently. Um, I I usually lay low during the first year of my daughter or my son, uh, just because I'm so busy. Uh, but but I've been picking that up uh, more, uh, and so I'm enjoying it.
0: Oh, nice!
1: Plenty of things to keep you to
0: keep you busy then, and with the. When you mentioned there um wanting to uh, you know buy your own site, what's the what, what what's the process um with that? Because I know sometimes um I don't know what, what it's like in um uh, you know in, in the US and that sort of stuff, but um in the UK sometimes it's depending on like where where you're actually buying the land, have you have you tried to have a have a look or what, what's the process with that?
1: I haven't done any looking yet. Uh, I would like to stay in as close to the area as possible. I don't know how realistic that is. Might even put in an offer to uh purchase the location that I'm at right now, the the spot that I'm leasing. It's just if the landlord will bite. Um but yeah, if the space is right, if the you know, all kinds of small details like we need a parking lot, we need, you know, this and that. Um and uh, and the location. I don't want don't I don't want to just uproot and take off across town and throw all the all the members off the routine. And then obviously the price. So I haven't really ventured into it, but I will be reaching out to a a commercial real estate professional, uh, a commercial real estate agent, and asking, you know, for their help. Uh, But I'm I'm not really sure. I haven't looked much into it.
0: Yeah, it's it's exciting to 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 think about though, and the prospect of doing that, which will be uh, which will be good. Um, so obviously I did um quite a brief. Uh, introduction there but for everyone listening who might not know your background how you got into coaching how the gym came about your own training and um, just want to give a little bit of a background to yourself
1: yeah I'm sure we'll talk uh, about it plenty so I won't uh, ramble too much but um, yeah my name is Alan Thorall I uh, grew up in California Sacramento California and uh, I got into I played sports when I was young I got into lifting weights in middle school in preparation for high school football. Loved doing it. Did it all throughout high school. Took a little bit of break from lifting weights outside uh, uh, when once high school was finished, and uh, eventually decided to join the United States Marine Corps. And during my time in the Marine Corps, I fell in love with lifting weights all over again, kind of from a different perspective than when I was doing it in high school. And uh, loved doing it so much that I wanted to open my own gym once I got out of the Marine Corps. And so once I finished my four-year contract in the Marine Corps, I uh, had this idea to open untamed strength and I made it, made it happen just a few months after getting out of, out of the Marine Corps. Um, and since then I've just been growing. So that was that would have been in 2013. This year will be the 10 year anniversary of the gym. And so September of 2013, uh, was when I opened. And so I've been, um, uh, just steadily growing untamed strength since then. And, uh, I've, uh, almost since the beginning i've been making youtube videos as well and so there's this you know untamed strength kind of presence uh, outside of just the gym but also online
0: so uh, nice and how did because obviously i know obviously i mentioned there you know I competed in a variety of, of of strength of strength sports um do you have a do you have a favorite is there anything that you've enjoyed uh, you've enjoyed as
1: much i would say strong man Strongman is probably my uh, most favorite. Uh, just the variety is really uh, entertaining and engaging. Um, there's also a number of uh, strength disciplines that are tested. It's just not a, you know, one rep max bench squat deadlift. Um, and then it's not just a clean as you can snatch. Uh, while I can do some weightlifting and some powerlifting along with Strongman, the, you know, you not so much the other way around. Uh, so I, I, I enjoy Strongman uh, most and I've had, I think that's been the uh, the thing that I enjoy most with uh, teaching, as well as growing the gym with more and more strongman. uh to, to a bigger strongman facility, is also more enjoyable. So pretty much strongman across the board, I would say, is my my most favorite.
0: Nice. And do you think? And, what, and what, why I ask that is um, obviously with how because I remember watching uh, Europe's Strongest Man in Leeds, and it was literally just in like uh, in. Um, like a real small stadium, whereas now, you know, some of the venues, you know, you look at World's Strongest Man, you look at Giants' lives, you know, on the uh, on the uh, the the biggest scale, if you like, and the audiences that are watching them. Do you find that a lot more people I know this is maybe a little bit of a tangent, but do you find that a lot more people are wanting to get involved with strongman and strongman is maybe a little bit more um maybe accessible to a lot more a lot more people?
1: Yeah, I think that uh, whatever the marketers of uh, Strongman, you know, these show promoters are doing a very good job of getting more eyes on, whether it's World's Strongest Man or Giants Live, like you mentioned. Um, there's a lot more stadium shows, uh, venue shows, even even venue shows and 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 large stadiums that aren't at the top level of World's Strongest Man. So I think that everyone's been doing a good job of, you know, everyone within the Strongman community, a good job of getting more eyes on. Um, and yeah, I think it's just entertaining to watch, just to see the different types of events. They're much more visually appealing than uh a snatching a clean and jerk or bench squat deadlift. Um, uh, but to see, you know, pulling a pull on an airplane, uh lifting cars, carrying kegs or anvils. Um, yeah, I think it's just more entertaining. That's what strongman started out as in the 70s, was just kind of like a circus sideshow. Let's see who's the strongest. Uh and it's only got better, better from there.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's cool. It's just cool to see, you know, someone someone pulling a plane, you know, when when else when else will you will you see that? I think with um uh, it's you know, when you when you mentioned there about uh, you know a weightlifting or a powerlifting competition, I actually went to um Sheffield uh, 2020, uh, 2023. Um so obviously it was the first powerlifting competition of of its kind, if you like. Um and they did try and make it a little bit more entertaining. Um it is still just squat bench and deadlift, but they tried to um, put more uh screens up and more smoke and commentators and those sorts of things, which make it which make it a little bit more entertaining. Because I think, in that regard, kind of like strong manners, maybe sur- surpass that a little bit. Because it is you know, uh, a show it is it is an it, it is an event, which is which is really uh really cool to see. Um, in terms of kind of your own training and um, kind of the first uh topic, if you like, that we want to uh that I wanted to touch on, obviously, you know, your running the gym owning the gym but also you know coaching as well as well as you know family life and, and all and all the all the other things that come come with that um how have you kind of found um your balance between keeping on top of training obviously you mentioned you know um having children and then you know taking uh, being so busy you know not taking on as many clients um how have you found over the last 10 years running the gym and coaching and trying to balance everything else?
1: It's uh, it's something I'm still in the process of, of streamlining, of getting better with balancing all of it. Um, I think that uh, I've obviously needed to, with the family, well, not obviously, but I've, I've needed to learn how to balance work and home life uh, to kind of uh, pull back on the reins a little bit with work life because I was used to working all day, every single day at Untamed Strength. Um, and now that I have a family, which is, more important than gym, um, I need to, I need to figure out how to balance both of those things. Uh, and I think, uh, there was, you know, it's only been, my son is only four years old now, but there was a time and it's only recently that I've kind of adjusted this, but there was a time when I was, I would really try to work around the clock. Um, so I wouldn't, uh, I would work when they would sleep, which I still do sometimes, but I would work when they would sleep. If I had 30 minutes in the day, that was, uh, some sort of downtime I'd work. 15 minutes I'd work, um, work, 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 you know, inter- interspersed with uh, spending time with my family. And I thought that that was kind of the way to do things. I'd just be as productive as I can, but I was still giving, uh, giving my family the time they need. Um, but that, uh, doing that over and over and over for, for months on end and years, years on end, uh, it gets tiring. Uh, even, even though, um, uh, I was present with my kids, uh, I'm still dog tired because there's no break, not even mentally, you know, Hey, I've got 15 minutes. Let me hop on and answer some emails. I've got 30 minutes to kill. They're taking a nap. Let me, uh, let me get some programs done. Um, and so I'm just constantly work, 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 work. And then by the end of the day or halfway into the day, you know, they want to play or they need me to be engaging. I'm just tired. You know, I'm just like not in it while I feel like I'm there and I'm present. Um, my, like my body's physically there. I'm not actually there. I'm not engaged. And so I've had to pull back a little bit to say that you, I don't need to work every single five minutes that I have a chance to. Um, and I found that my, my honestly, you know, taking a couple steps back hasn't really hurt productivity much at all. And if anything, I'm more engaged and motivated with work and with, um, and with my kids and with my family. Um, so that's kind of been something that I think any dad will say they're trying to, trying to work around. Um, but as far as training, um, I mean, training has always been something that still is something that I love doing. So you've heard it times and times again, if you love something enough, you'll find time to do it. And so it's not really a hassle. There are times when I don't want to train, but the, it's not really a hassle for me to think about like, Oh, you know, how am I training it or I should be training or this and that it's more like, I got some time to train right now. I'm going to go train. Uh, and I'll just find, I'll find a, a way to do it. Uh, and my schedule is not nearly as busy right now as it was, you know, the first year of each of their lives, um, uh, because they're not newborn infants. Um, but training honestly is, is not very hard to get in, um, because I enjoy doing it. So I'll just, I'll force it. I'll find a spot to do it. I've noticed that my training, uh, you know, at the peak of, of dadhood, uh, Wasn't necessarily less. It was just uh, spread out throughout the week. So just to give you a quick example, you know, I I might've trained three days a week, four days a week, two hour days, two hour sessions. Uh, I can't do that anymore. Not right now, but at the the time I couldn't do that anymore. So I would do something every single day and I would do something for like 30, 30 minutes, sometimes 45 minutes. Um, Whereas I might go in and do bench squat and deadlift on a big session. I'll just do, a couple sets of bench on Monday, a couple sets of deadlift on Tuesday, some squats on Wednesday, whatever. I didn't have an exact schedule, but I would just spread things out throughout the week and just get it in when I can. So that's how my training structure changed most, I think. Everything was just kind of thinned out. But I wouldn't say that I wasn't severely detrained or that I got soft and fat and lazy. Um, it just kind of adjusted how I approached training.
0: Yeah. And with that, because obviously, you know, the um... – the adjustment in your routine, you know, managing training around that, probably from a a coach's point of view, because you hear this quite a lot of time with with coaches trying to balance everything, and there's kind of a thought process that um, more is always better. So I need to be working more, and then I need to be, but I also need to spend the time with family and and friends, and you know, trying to work all the hours at the can. But actually, it can you know make you feel you know, really, really tired and run down. And then actually either the service of coaching isn't going to be as good or the time that you're spending with friends and family isn't going to be as good. Is that something that is, I always use the example of, it's a little bit like when you start out as a coach and you want to use all the coaching phrases, give as much information as you can. And then actually, as you start progressing, you use a little bit less, you know, coaching cues and, and, you know, try and speak when um, needed, if you like. Is that kind of a, a natural cycle when you when you are busy and there is a change in life, or you know, is it is, is is that something that um, just it just comes along? And you need to get to that point where you think, Do you know what? Actually, I need to change my change my schedule around because it's just getting too much. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, from what I said, there. yeah,
1: yeah, I think that it's something that uh, I think that you just have to learn. Uh, you just have to experience yourself because you're absolutely right. There was a time when. I was, uh, personal training was huge for me. And so that was, uh, even more so than getting memberships at the gym. I was just logging in personal training back to back to back to back. When you have eight, nine, 10 personal training clients lined up through a day, you're exhausted. Um, and, and it might not even be physically, but you know, mentally, you're just not as engaged in each client. You're not giving them everything you can. And so you're just offering a watered down service to more people. Uh, it's the same with, with content and videos. If I forced myself to you're going to make a video every single day. Um, I could probably do it, but it's going to just water down on Tim's training to where it's like, he's just posting these like very average videos frequently. Um, yeah, I'd rather uh, conserve some energy and put more into fewer clients or uh, more into fewer videos. Um, and I, I think that you can you can hear that and understand it, but a lot of times people just have to go through it. Um, and it's, I guess it's the same with training of doing, it could go either way of thinking that you need to do more, 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 and you do that for a long period of time and then realize there's no way, you know? Uh, and so you adjust, maybe do a little bit less or just adjust the approach and say, this is, this is much better. Or uh, the same can be said for, you know, people with the minimalist mentality of doing just as little as they can uh, for as long as they can. And then why am I not making any progress? And it's like, you need to do a lot more. You need to try a lot harder. Um, and so anyways, it's just this, Getting you just think that this is what needs to be done. You realize it's not making, not helping you, Um, and so you just need to adjust. And so, like I said, I think that it is something you learn, but yeah, something you have to learn, you know, through experience.
0: Yeah, and I, I wanted to touch on that because I know, you know, a lot of people always want, you know, practical takeaways and right, how can I, how can I do this? Whereas actually, sometimes with everything that's kind of all the information that's out there. It still happens, you know you know there's trainers still i know i've I've gone through phases where I'm just living off I'm about eighty five percent coffee um you know rocking rocking up to the gym and 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 getting sessions done, but I think sometimes it does get to that point where actually look something needs to change, um whether that be you know you get feedback from a client being like you know that that session wasn't as good or you know you ending up you know just falling asleep or not getting as much work done. One thing that you said earlier as well is that you know you feel as though. Um you're kind of more focused and and more um uh, maybe driven when it comes to c- comes to work as well because of your because of your schedule um is that because you know just feeling rested and because you maybe only have a limited amount of time now to get stuff done that it's kind of like right I need to make the most I need to make most of this x amount of hours that you've got
1: yeah I think that uh something that helped me is um I think cycling things helps with the monotony of, of work or with daily life. Um, so I, you know, a lot of times I have a hard time with, um, not necessarily multitasking, but just changing gears constantly. So working with a client and then, uh, going home to do this and take care of some chores at home and then go write programming and then go make a video and then go train. So I'm just constantly having to shift gears um, and it really affects, uh, training, I think, uh, to when you have a whole bunch of things you need to do and your mind's going all over and you need to, now I need to focus on this training session and I need to lift heavy weight. Uh, it's, it's hard to, um, so I think that, uh, having certain days throughout the week that are heavier with personal training clients, certain days throughout the week where I'm at the gym, uh, nearly every day, six days a week at least, but, uh, where I'm, uh, primarily taking care of house chores. So this is my this is my day to do this. Um, and then having certain, you know, training days, designated training days. Um, so, so for me, uh, kind of gl- lumping those different things together helps uh, not only break up monotony, but like I said, it's just easier to focus rather than just constantly changing gears. Um, and there might be certain times where, uh, you know, on these days, I'm going to uh, have a four hour window where I'll take the kids to the park or do whatever they want to do um so so scheduling that like that that helps me um rather than like i said before where any sort of break in time i mean like anything if i had my phone i'd be like oh i'm gonna get on emails and go check some emails because i have three minutes whatever um uh that's just you're just constantly changing gears uh and so i'm just not able to give my full self to anything that i'm doing um so yeah and
0: how do you think um that improves your uh because a lot of that is and I've spoken about this so basically we do like um an internship uh, program at the at the gym that I'm at um which I think is um really cool but then also it's kind of not just teaching them how to um how to coach but also kind of like setting those boundaries and being more strict with your time you know how um is that something that you're you, you're kind of getting better at like how how sort of um, strict are you with those with those time time boundaries of right? This is what this is what I'm going to dedicate time to because this that's another sort of thing that I think people yeah you just block out your time block out your day and do this but then it, you know sometimes something will come up especially you know I can imagine as a gym owner there's going to be a lot of things that is going to take up your time or might take a little bit of time is that again a skill that he's needs that
1: continued development. Yeah. So this is, this is something I talk about with, uh, Mark Novak from, uh, the strong dad, uh, podcast strong Dad club. But, um, he talks about it often. Also you do, like I, like I just mentioned with having these scheduled blocks of time, yeah. uh, that helps me, but I, you still have to be flexible. and You still have to not let something, not let a change in plans ruin your whole day or ruin your whole mindset. Um, so you've got to be flexible. And, and I talked about uh, one of the things that we talked about on this, this podcast and something he talks about often is for a new dad with this new schedule that you're not used to. I don't think setting a training schedule is a good idea. I think you sh- you could have a program that you're trying to follow, but you any any time that you have to train, take advantage of it. Uh, don't have planned rest days. Don't have planned lifting days, because when something happens, let's say today is my lifting day. And, oh, the grandparents come over and take the kids out for a few hours. Go train. Don't say, oh, well, I'm supposed to rest today. Go train. This is your time. Because tomorrow, when you have your scheduled training session and something happens uh, and, you know, you're pulled away from that, now you missed that day, now it's a rest day. So, anyways, you've got to be flexible and trying to uh, trying to adapt as things come come your way. And I think that um, along with not giving down a water – not giving a watered down version of myself to everything I do, um, try to be engaged in what you are doing. And there are plenty of times when, uh, I have a busy day at work, mainly just a whole lot of emails to get to or programs to write whatever it is. Um, and something happens like my wife's not feeling well. And so I'm taking care of the kids all day, um, which we experience firsthand. I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, pout all day because I have to do this because I'm stuck doing this now and I have so much work, uh, that just puts me in a bad mood and it gets no more work done. Uh, and now I'm just this pissed off dad. So rather I just, I just, uh, it stings for a second. Like, damn, I can't get to all this work today. Uh, what switch gears. So what, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'll get to it eventually. And I kind of tell myself, I'm not, I'm not an, I'm not doing open heart surgery on anyone. Uh, they are just emails They can wait for another day. Um, so I do try to, try to be flexible, um, with anything that comes up. And I, I, that's not just for being a dad. That's for being a gym owner as well. Um, there, I like to train. I try to, I like to train early in the morning. First thing in the morning, there are fewer distractions. That's a number of reasons why, but one of them is there's fewer distractions. Uh, if I try to train at 1 PM, uh, there might be people coming in the gym and asking questions, which is fine. That's not a bad problem, but it's just while I'm training, uh, the toilets broke, um, this happened, that happened, something, the circuit breaker blew, this treadmill is not working. There's just so many things that pop up during the day. Uh, and so I just try to schedule my sessions before all that so that I'm, I'm here, I'm present and I can help if things do pop up. Um, so yeah, it's just shifting your schedule around being flexible. Those are, you know, the two main things I, I would uh, suggest to anyone.
0: Yeah. And I think that's kind of, cause we kind of looked at both ends, of both ends of the spectrum there of, you know, trying to block out your time, schedule everything, but then also having that flexibility, which is kind of, whoa, hang on, what do you mean? I need to block on my day, but well, then also be flexible. But I think the the point that I've taken from that, and this is what I, what I try and um, uh, speak to a lot of my uh, clients to, is just focus on the task at hand. It's just kind of um, uh, the phrase that I I always like to like is like on uh, friends where he's going pivot, pivot. You can just <laughs> pivot on what on what you're doing, and then just focus just focus on that task because. I've had it before, and I'm, I'm sure you've maybe experienced it or had it with clients that you train with, and they're already thinking about the next thing rather than just focusing on the training that they're doing at hand. And that's where you're either not going to put as much effort in or get the most out of the session because you're always thinking of what's ahead rather than thinking just focus on just focus on that on 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 that task at hand because um, it's a little bit similar to uh, again you know I'll use an, an example of nutrition. I'll say, right. Let's focus on one thing. I'd rather you get one thing nailed and be exceptionally good at that one thing, rather than be crap at five at five things. Because you know, if you, the more things that you've got to do, you're going to end up uh, you're going to end up missing missing one of them. Um,
1: yeah, it's it's uh, it's like, um, hey, the first thing we'll do is let's get rid of soda from your diet. That's it. You don't have to change anything. We don't have to up you know change all of it. Just just drop soda, and uh, if they can get that that down, then move forward. And an- another thing with being in the moment uh, sometimes it's uh, uh with with clients thinking ahead sometimes they'll think ahead so uh, I just experienced this with one of the, one of the guys I was working with the gym he's doing he had like four sets four sets of something that he was doing bench and uh, I had a you know a certain RPE a certain intensity I wanted him to be at and uh, he did his first set and it was easy I knew it just looked very easy you know and I'm like uh, that looked pretty easy you know he's like yeah but you know I've I've got three more sets after that. I'm like, I don't care. Just give the intensity on this one set and then don't worry about the set two, three, and four until we get there. And if we have to lighten the weight, that's fine. But uh, yeah, he's, he's looking ahead and he's trying to reserve this energy. I'm like, just worry about this one set uh, <laughs> or even a, you know, you're doing a single or a top set. Um, I don't really want to push it because I've got all this stuff afterward. I'm like don't worry about it just do just focus on this and then we'll adjust everything if we have to afterwards you know so yeah same could be said you know in the gym and out
0: yeah absolutely I think that's um uh, that kind of goes on to the onto the next thing that I want to touch on because when uh people can think about uh the next thing it's also thinking about um looking at what other people are doing so uh, hang on a minute that person is the same age as me why why are they being able to do as much as why are they able to do more than what I can do, or why is that person uh, stronger than stronger than me? Do you think that's kind of a, or uh, um, I suppose you could relate that to business as well, being like, oh, well, why has that person got more clients than me, or, or anything like that? Do you think that's kind of a common um, mistake and maybe pitfall that that people walk into, either from a coaching point of view or a training point of view, because it distracts them from actually thinking about right. Well, actually, I need to. Manage my time a little bit better. I need to concentrate on my task at hand rather than thinking about what other people are doing
1: yeah it's it's tough it's something that uh, is common with with everyone I work with, um, even myself, uh, comparing yourself to what others are doing. Um, I think it's good to compare yourself because you can see what's what's achievable. Uh, you can kind of look at the uh, not just try to be a big fish in a small pond. Um, but at the same time yeah it can't be discouraging. I just worked with uh a guy earlier this week uh and he has a bench press goal and uh he he was he was saying he's you know I don't understand how uh how these little 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 men and even women are lifting this much weight and I struggle I've been at the same weight for the past year I just can't you know it's just typical like uh, there's so many other people who are lifting all this weight you know why can't I Um, and there's just so much that goes into it. It's not, it's not an, it's not a comforting answer. It's kind of can be discouraging, but it's, we're all different people. Uh, we all have different backgrounds. We all have different training experiences, training history. Some people have been doing it for the past 20 years. You just started last year. Um, you know, just genetics plays a huge role, which people don't like to talk about much. Um, but yeah, some some kids are smaller than others. Some kids are big kids. Some kids are tall. Some kids are short. Some kids are just a little more athletic than others. Um, some people just really are attached to sports. Some people don't really have an interest in sports. And it doesn't just go physically. It can go uh, you know, academia as well. Some people are just very good at math and just seeing numbers just clicks while other people, it just boggles their mind. Um, some people have great reading comprehension. They just love to read books. They can read something, memorize all of it and comprehend it. Whereas other people's eyes just glaze over and they're just not interested. Um, so it just, it goes outside of physical, but yeah, there's just so, and, and, and people have different training responses. You can take two, uh, people who are similar height, same body weight. Uh, zero training history. You can put them on the exact same program, and at the end of a the year, they're both going to have different results. Um, so it's like I said, it's not it's not like a super motivating answer, but it's the truth that some people need to hear. Um, but yeah, I think that um, I think it is uh, it is refreshing to meet people who do not compare themselves to others because one because they don't they don't spend a whole bunch of time on social media, so they don't really know what's capable out there. They're just kind of like, hey, you know, I've uh, I've doubled my squat in the past six months, you know, this is pretty cool. Um, so it is nice to see that. Um, but yeah, there are pe- people who on the other end spend way too much time on social media and it just, uh, frustrates them. So.
0: And from, from that then, cause obviously, um, I think social media is a lot to answer for. I think it can be really useful, but then also there's quite a lot of noise out there and be like, look, you can gain hundred kilos of muscle in four weeks. You know, this, like, you know, things like that, that are maybe a little bit unrealistic, and kind of filtering, um, filtering out the the noise from there. From kind of your experience, how can you use? Because I I kind of think there's two ways. Two ways you can go. How can you use compare uh, comparing yourself to other people to be a motivator and use it as a tool to be like, look, you know, yeah, let's let's try and increase, you know, your bench press. But then also, how do you manage it in terms of just getting them to like what we mentioned before about just focusing on themselves and focus on the task at hand. What's kind of been your approach or, or experience by using, using it as a tool for one of those things.
1: I think that it's good in the sense that everyone is, everyone is inspired or motivated by someone or something at some point in their life. Um, you might see the strong man, world's strongest man on TV and you think that looks pretty cool. I want to do that. You might see power lifters lifting a bunch of weight and you're like, these are big, strong dudes, big, strong chicks that, uh, uh, don't worry about dieting. I don't have to have a six pack. Uh, I can eat, eat a lot of food, gain some weight and get big and strong. That's motivating. Uh, some people look at calisthenics and think, or gymnasts and think, wow, this is, uh, this is extremely impressive. I want to do this. Some people look at CrossFit, whatever, whatever discipline. Um, so they, they see this and they do get motivated to start. And that was my experience as well. Um, so in a sense that is good because it is what propels them into motion to start doing something. So I wouldn't say that it's all bad. Uh, on the i think the downside is when you do the the trap of tribalism and that when we jump into these groups we now want to do things not necessarily for ourselves but just to prove to your tribe that you're worth it i hope the the baby's gonna go outside in a minute now but she's like making all kinds of noise hopefully the mic's not picking it up but uh (laughs) but uh
0: they can join in on the podcast it's fine (laughs) yeah right
1: um but the uh uh, but anyways you kind of you set these goals because you, you want to prove yourself to your your new tribe you know uh wow powerlifting looks really cool i want to do this i want to bench press 315 i want to have a big bench. i want to bench 405 um and you you're so obsessed with that uh that that's all your focus is um just so you can kind of prove within your tribe that, Hey, this is, you know, this guy's legit. This guy can do this. Um, and it's the same with anything, you know, it might be, I want to do my first handstand push-up so that I can, I can get some attaboys from the calisthenics group. Um, so you do kind of get trapped into that. Uh, this is, this is their measure of value. And so, uh, I want to pursue that when it's not necessarily, this is what I value. Um, so it can be, it can be harmful in that way. If that's, if that makes any sense. And I've fallen for that uh, a number of times. And i am it's not entirely a bad thing because you learn, you know, all experiences good or bad you learn from. Uh, but yeah, there were plenty of times like right now I'm not concerned with my numbers nearly as much as I used to be. Um, that was, that was all that I cared about at one point. Like I don't care if I was uh, unhealthy. I didn't care if I was overweight. I just wanted to, I just wanted bigger numbers, even so much that like, I didn't even care. I didn't even care if I was getting stronger. I would have just wanted to see the my body weight increase. You know what I mean? Like you're just you're just wanting to see these numbers up, so that people are like, "Dang, this dude's big. This dude, <laughs> this dude weighs 250 pounds. This dude squats this. This dude squats that." Um, and part of it, I think, is these people wanting to actually achieve that. But I think more of it is wanting to prove yourself or hold your get some status within your tribe. Is yeah. you know if that makes sense?
0: It does. Yeah, and I don't think it's anything. Um, uh, that isn't always necessarily a, a bad thing because everyone likes that thing of wow, you know, you've got a big deadlift or, what, or whatever, it, whatever it be because you know um, it makes you feel good. Everyone would much rather have something uh, uh, good to be said and told, yeah, you're good at this, rather than being, ah, do you know what you're, you're you're rubbish? Do you think sometimes, and this is kind of um, something that I learned quite a lot from with uh, from from COVID? Um, so I know obviously, like you know, COVID's. Um, a thing of the, a thing of the past, really, uh, from lockdowns and and all those sorts of things. But um, a lot of members, a lot of members, a lot of clients that I worked with obviously didn't have access to gyms. Some members had garage gyms, but then all of a sudden they had to find something else. And then obviously they actually found out that you know uh, from a health point of view they maybe hadn't done as much cardio as what they did when they were powerlifting or weightlifting, and they needed to go out and walk and, and get fit. And they actually realised that. You know, there's there's other things that are more in, in, uh, not more important, but there's um, there's other things that are equally as important as you know, increasing their total or their weight. And and one thing that you mentioned there was like values. And do you think sometimes that as people progress in terms of their career, in terms of their lifting, that they actually find more values that are important to them and realize that look, you know, I just enjoy training. The numbers aren't the be all and be all and end all. Yes, it's still good to increase them. But really, it's kind of um, uh, just be still being able to train, which is which is the bonus, if that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think that um, I, I would say that the majority of people, as they get older, and no, when I say older, I mean like from your twenties to thirties, you're older; from your thirties to forties, you're older. Uh, I don't mean like old as an elderly, but as people get older, they tend to put their hold their health in a little bit higher regards. Um, and just function of everyday life. Uh, whereas maybe in your twenties, you're just a little bit more reckless, uh, not everyone, but, uh, or you're, like I said, you're just trying to stand out, uh, and to say, I want to bench press three fifty uh, because I'll be better than all my friends and I'll be stronger than all my friends. Um, or because I'm trying to be a personal trainer and, uh, I know that if I have big numbers, I'll be a better, you know, uh, people will look at me or ask me for advice, um, And so I think that maybe younger lifters get attached to those things. Whereas the older you are, values do change. You're kind of thinking about, uh, what can I do long-term? Uh, how can I make a sustainable, take a sustainable approach to, to lifting weights and exercising? Um, and then certain things do change your, your attitude and your approach, like becoming a parent. Um, it's, uh, for me, I know that it's like, I feel like what's the point of, like one beating myself down to try to put, you know, 20 pounds more on my squat. Uh, when when I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just fatigued. I'm, I'm beat up outside of the gym. Uh, my back is hurting, whatever my hips hurt. Uh, and so it's like ruining your quality of life, trying to like constantly just up your numbers. Um, and put, because when you're, when you're more experienced, you have to put more time into training. Uh, Um, and uh just for you know marginal gains and so you th- i just kind of question like is this is this really worth it like if i'm doing all this just simply for numbers it's cuz it's not no longer about just being strong and healthy cuz i'm strong and i'm healthy but now i'm just getting diminishing returns out of it um what you know what's the point of holding on to this 500 pound squat if i if if i can hardly you know bend over the bathtub to give my kids uh, a bath you know my without my back hurting i can't even go do yard work uh without being sore, huffing and puffing, or like after 45 minutes I'm done. Yeah. Um, and so it's just kind of like, this is uh, who, who am I kidding? I'm kind of lying to myself. Yeah. Um, so all of these things, I think do change perspective and approach and the values that you have. Um, but yeah, as far as, uh, as far as COVID goes, I know that for me personally, Um, so I still had the gym and I was still able to go train at the gym. I was training at home mainly out of solidarity for everyone who wasn't, uh, and the gym was still open. Like the members could still use it. I just wasn't, uh, advertising it and I wasn't accepting new clients. So the gym was still there, but I was, I was doing a lot of training at home with minimal equipment. Um, and, uh, for me, uh, training used to be about, uh, just squat bench deadlifts. Everything I'm doing has to improve those things. Whereas now uh, i still have those goals uh, uh, trust me uh, it's not a bad thing but uh i just need to push myself physically um, so if i was sent to prison i'm still going to do push-ups and bodyweight squats and, and sit ups <laughs> every single day yeah. um, because i just i really enjoy pushing myself and i think that mm-hmm. covid kind of you know separated some people who were really you're just uh you're just passionate about powerlifting and so now that you can't powerlift you can't do the sport of powerlifting, you're just not going to do anything, whatever. Um, but I was more, I think a lot of people were realized like, I just need to exercise because it makes me feel better. Um, so maybe it opened their eyes a little bit. So I'm going to do push ups, I'm going to go for a walk or a jog or do some hill sprints. Um, but yeah, for me, I just really enjoyed getting tired and pushing myself and challenging myself physically. So if that meant that I'd have to do those things, you know, hill sprints or push ups, then I'll do that. So be it. So
0: I think that's a that's an interesting point, you know, kind of that was a, a situation that was new for a lot of people and it's kind of that thing of when you can't do powerlifting, you know, what else can you do? And ultimately, I know for myself, taking a little bit of a, a step back from uh, powerlifting, still training, I kind of probably, in all honesty, I kind of fell out of love with it um, a little bit with training partners moving away, a couple of niggly injuries, and then just enjoying training. And it's actually that thought process of, oh, yeah, I can actually – Use some machines rather than just you know Scott Scott bench deadlift. You know they're still in there, but you can play around with a uh, play around with a lot more things, which I think is interesting. And I think especially you know with as as strength sports growing popularity, they're always going to be there. There's always going to be competitions there. There's you know M one M two lifters. There's different categories. You know there's there's always something that you can do from there. I think one thing that you touched on in in terms of uh, health and Probably more so related to the the strength side of things is the thought process of um, if you gain weight, you're going to get stronger. However, if you lose weight, oh no, that's that's bad. You're gonna you're gonna lose strength. Is it as uh, is it as straightforward as that, or you know, from your experiences, there actually a couple of uh, well, actually, there's a uh, there's a few other uh, uh, things to take into account.
1: Yeah, I think that for the majority of people, that's not something they need to to worry about um, in terms of gaining weight, losing, stre- increasing strength, and 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 so on. Um, it's just my opinion. Uh, I think that I think that your health and physical ability should be first and foremost. Um, so if you do need to lose body weight, then that needs to take precedence over increasing your numbers, um, and if you're skinny as a rail, you weigh 120 pounds soaking wet with rocks in your pockets. You might need to start eating some, you know, eating more. Um, I think that the further along you, the longer your training history, the more that is, uh, the more that, the more that actually applies. So if you are squatting 600 pounds and we were to try to get you to lose weight, it's probably going to have a negative impact on your, your numbers. Uh, but majority of people are not squatting 600 pounds. Uh, people who just get into the gym, if they're overweight, a little soft and they're like, I, I want to lose some weight. I want to get stronger. Uh, but I was told, I just need to focus on strength. Don't worry about losing weight. You can gain a good amount of muscle, good amount of strength while losing weight. Uh, if you have a lot of body fat, and not a lot of muscle. So, and that's the majority of people watching. Um, so I don't think that it's I uh, I don't think it really applies to many people. Um, and it is, one of those kind of uh, bullet point myths, you know, that are, that's tied to strength training that just gets floated around uh, and people see that and they think, oh, that's why I'm not getting strong. I need to, I need to eat more um, when it's, that's not the case. Um, yeah.
0: I, I think from that as well. And, and, and why I asked that is because um, I went up uh, a weight class in uh, in powerlifting and I went through that phase of, so like, oh, I know, and my numbers did go up however when you're touching on the on the health side of things i didn't do it the right way i just thought well if i just eat more that'll be that'll be absolutely fine and then all of a sudden you know you're walking round and sitting down 10 minutes between uh, between between sets thinking well oh, this this is quite tiring uh, in terms of the balance between you know training and, and 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 nutrition is it a case of actually you need to think about you know what you what you're eating to make sure that you know you're not just because anyone can put weight on but it's whether you're going to actually use use that and obviously you mentioned you know i'm going to you know uh, uh, build up to this squat i'm just going to put put more weight on this is the weight that i want to be whereas actually is it a case of just matching your nutrition so that you can do it properly and that's the same for losing weight as well to maintain strength
1: yeah i think that um I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that if you are when you talk about bulking or eating a surplus, when you talk about cutting or losing weight, it doesn't take much to do either one of those. So just because you are bulking or just because you want to go up a weight class, realize that like strength and like building muscle, it takes some, it should take time. Uh, I think bulking is, uh, is, is, well, I know bulking is appealing to a lot of people because it's like, oh, sweet, I get to eat a bunch of food. I love eating food, uh, and I get stronger. That's a win-win. Um, but honestly, a few hundred calories more than you're already eating at maintenance is is going to be enough to to is going to be sufficient for a bulk. Um, so it's not just uh, do whatever the hell you want, and, uh, starting making these multiple times a day. You know. Uh, um, So just a little bit will do you. And then it's on the other side of that as well. Uh, People think that, man, I need to cut. I need to lose some weight. Um, So I need to drop, you know, half my calories. When it's not sustainable, probably not very healthy. Um, You just need a few hundred calories less than you are consuming. If you're consuming, if someone, you know, who was not lifting weights and just overeating all the time, someone who's sedentary, if they were, you know, found out they were eating 4,000 calories a day, Uh, I wouldn't say, you know, hey, we need to get you on a 2000 calorie diet. Uh, We might adjust to 3,500 calories, which is doable. Uh, 500 calories is not a lot to eat. And it's not a lot to take out. Um, It could be as simple as that. uh, That uh, example I gave at the beginning of just, hey, we're going to cut out sodas, or we're going to cut out any, any drinks. uh, That's not you're just gonna drink water eat whatever, eat the same food you're eating, just, just water. Um, that even that would do a lot. So I think the, a big misconception is that bulking needs to be this huge ordeal of overeating and force feeding. There are very, very few cases where I've, I've actually encouraged that, um, someone might be just real thin and they eat like a bird. They just never eat. Uh, then it's like, you need to, you're, you need to get a little bit uncomfortable. You need to eat more, but for the majority of people, yeah, just Eat a little bit more. And that doesn't mean uh, eat a whole fast food meal additionally to what you're eating now. Um, eat a couple more eggs. I don't know. Put some uh, put some peanut butter on your bagel instead of just a plain bagel or something. Uh, but just eating a little bit more. Uh, and it's the same with losing weight. People might say, I'm not ready to go on a diet because they think it's going to be this huge overhaul when it could be just taking out a few things, just eating a little bit less. So. Yeah. That's that would be, I guess, any any form of motivation uh, or kind of a, a, a what people need to hear is that bulking doesn't require that many more calories than you're eating, uh, and and uh, the good thing is losing weight or cutting doesn't need to be uh, dra- uh, drastic either.
0: Yeah, I think it's similar to what we said about in terms of you know managing time and going from you know trying to do all of the hours and not all of the hours. It's a little bit of the I think people. Think that when it comes to losing weight, they need to eat nothing, and then when it comes to eating to to bulking and gaining weight, they need to eat absolutely everything. And it's always these extreme examples that people use. Team, whereas actually, the people that have the most success are okay. Just eat a little bit more. Eat a little bit less. Take out one of one of those one. Uh, take out one thing, like the sodas, like you mentioned. You know, it's just those things of, again, you know, focusing on the on, on the task at hand rather than. I think uh kind of a common theme that we, we've we kind of t- touched on is the extremes of both and c- trying to settle in the middle of right what's the task at hand what is it what is it we're going to do a little bit similar to like what you mentioned about right if you've got the time especially if you're a new parent right well i'm going to tra- i'm going to train them because that's the time that's the time that i've got so you know you're able to pivot um a little bit more and just adjust it ever so slightly um Quite a lot of topics and a few tangents thrown in there. What we've what we've chatted about. Really enjoyed chatting with you uh, today. The last question that I like to ask for everyone listening, from all the topics that we've chatted about, what would be your take home points or words of wisdom?
1: Oh man, I think we. I mean. I would say, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say because I don't like telling people, I don't necessarily like telling people what to do, yeah. which sounds kind of silly because a lot of my YouTube videos are instructional videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that I am just a, a guy on the internet uh, or a gym owner who posts things. If people want to find that, uh, if they find it helpful, great. If they share it with their friends, that's great. Um, but I, I, I think I used to be more of this is the way. You need to change your ways and be like this, um, but now I'm just kind of—I don't think that at all. I just kind of put the information out there and hope that it's helpful to people. Um, so I don't—I don't, I don't know—I don't like to uh, uh, tell people you know how to think or what to do. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is because I—I I guess I would touch on what I said earlier about I think that I think your health and physical abilities um, are reign supreme. Um, beyond that, you know, certain arbitrary numbers and the sports that you're playing, whether it's powerlifting or strongman or weightlifting, uh, should come second. Um, that's my opinion. I know that, uh, I haven't always thought that way. So if someone really wants to go all in with powerlifting or all in with strongman, then that's fine. But, um, I would just kind of be maybe offer a little bit of advice, maybe just a, a little whisper in the ear that, uh, your, again, your health longevity is more important. And that could be something as simple as, uh, Hey, don't forget to do your cardio, do a little bit of cardio because it's good for you. It's good for your heart. And it's probably gonna actually improve your training with those, uh, those, uh, disciplines, but also, uh, with steroid use, um, which I see too. Um, again, I'm not going to tell someone, you know, do or don't use steroids or whatnot, uh, unless they're asking my personal opinion. Um, but if I can whisper into your ear, like maybe this isn't this isn't worth it. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. I think that's actually a, a good take home point. You know, that's the um, the whole reason why I set up the podcast. You know, if you can take a little bit of information out, out of it, you know, a lot of things that we've chatted about our opinions and from from, you know, maybe both of our experiences. If you can take, so, take someone, take a little bit of information and, and apply that, and think and, and, and find it helpful, I think that's the that's the goal. Because there is a lot of information out there, and other people might have different goals. You know, you mentioned earlier in the podcast, everyone's different. Everyone's going to have different thoughts, different uh, different goals. Um, of, of what they want to achieve. Um, so, yeah, thanks a lot for, for taking the time to, to jump on, Alan. Um, for, for everyone listening who might have any uh, questions about what we've chatted about today, see the content you put out there or, or reach out to yourself. Um, where could people find you or reach out to you?
1: Yeah, the, I've got a uh, YouTube channel, just Untamed Strength or Alan Thrall, either one will pop up. Uh, Instagram at Untamed Strength. If uh, anyone's in the area and uh, looking interested in the gym, uh, the website's trainuntamed.com. And there's actually a question a questionnaire uh, uh, submit section where if you want to ask any questions, really. Uh, and I check that email every day. So
0: Awesome. Um, well, thanks a lot, Alan, for taking the time to jump on. Really, really enjoyed chatting with you today. Thanks a lot to everyone listening, and I will see you all next week.